Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A&R Podcast. This is episode 4, and in today's podcast we'll be talking about wrestling figures, we'll be talking about Zack Snyder's new Justice League trailer that dropped over the weekend, and we'll also be talking about the new Super Mario World 3D Browser's Fury. So let's get started. Our first topic is going to be about the Zack Snyder Justice League trailer that dropped on Valentine's Day and ruined Valentine's Day for me. I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan. I do not like him, and I was so happy and elated when I heard that he was removed from anything to do with DC. Then all the fanboys started crying out, saying, oh, release Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. And I was like, why? Who cares? If Whedon came into play and cut up a lot of stuff just to make this movie an average movie at best, why do you want something that Warner Brothers saw and said, nope, we're not having this, you're out of here, we're bringing in Whedon to just kind of, you know, slap this together and at least save face, which they didn't. It just, it was a terrible movie to begin with. But that, you throw more perfume onto this pile of, you know, cow done. Like, I don't understand. And then I thought, oh, wait, it's HBO Max. That's why they're doing this. They want to get some subscribers. They want to get some more money out of it. So they're just going to, you know, basically do this for that subscription. They have nothing to do with redeeming or giving Zack Snyder a chance. It had nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with listening to the fans. They weren't listening to the fans. They're trying to listen to their own pockets. Their board members trying to get more subscribers in. So this is something they can drop in March when a lot of things aren't happening and get their subscribers because HBO Max, you know, let's face this, even though with the plethora of content they have, they still don't have new relevant content coming out weekly or monthly. They're relying on their extensive library to keep the subscription level from not, you know, dropping off. It's the same thing that Disney faced last year. Disney, Disney, after they finished the Mandalorian season, the subscriber level dropped off dramatically once season one ended. And they noticed that and they realized that they quickly started changing their, you know, their business model and catering to the streaming service as they should. I don't know why this is, you know, something that Disney thought of after Mandalorian ended. They thought, did they really think that people were going to continue subscribing to Disney just because of their library? People want new content. Netflix is miles ahead of these guys in terms of understanding what the consumer wants. And so they are already, you know, double downing and, you know, hedging their bets on adding more content every month, every week. Netflix has invested a ton of money in new content for the next couple of years. And that's why you see Disney now decided to add tons of Star Wars and Marvel content going into this year. You got WandaVision's kicking off those um, Marvel content with Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out. And speaking of that, it's interesting that the day they're going to drop Justice League movie is a day before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, this was not done by accident. This was like, hey, we're going to throw some, you know, a wrench into the hype of Falcon and Winter Soldier by having this drop a day before. But let me tell you something right now, Warner Brothers. You're not stopping the Marvel train. They don't care if you even drop it on the day of. They're still going to steamroll you. What Kevin Feige and the Disney and Marvel Empire has done is can't be replicated. 
you cannot say Zack Snyder's vision is going to take away some of the lore and hype that Falcon Winter Soldier is going to bring. Nah, no chance. And this is coming from a fan who's a DC DC fanboy. I, I'm a huge DC fan. I, I love Marvel, love DC. I love a lot of other properties out there. I, I'm I'm totally geeked out about all the stuff that's coming for us. I couldn't ask for more. I want more, more, more. Every time I hear a new show's coming, I'm like, okay, when is it dropping? When is it dropping? Let's go. Give me more. Give me seven days a week, new content each day for years to come. That's what I want. And we're entering this golden age of TV where technology is giving us a chance to see these regular episodes you see on TV as if they're movies. I mean, Mandalorian. Do I need to say any more than that? The content they dropped every week was like watching a Star Wars movie. So, And they have the technology now to give us that without having to spend too much money on background and budget. So we're really entering this golden age of TV content. And I think it's going to be, you know, massive and it's only going to get better and better. And that's why you see Disney saying, okay, let's, you know, focus our business model and getting this going. And HBO Max is struggling and it's behind. They need to get going. They need to get that Green Lantern TV show going. They need to get a couple more shows going because people are not going to subscribe to you unless you're bringing in the big boys and they've got, they've got the property to do it. There's also talk about a Harry Potter TV show. Well, don't talk about it, Warner Brothers. Let's get going. Start, you know, start sending out some actual pictures, a trailer, get people excited. With this Justice League movie, getting deep into it here, I, you know, I know I'm rambling on about other stuff, but you know, there's just so much things to talk about with this whole Zack Snyder um, trailer dropping. Uh, speak, you know, in terms of the trailer itself, it's, you know, you see a couple of different. You know, new clips. You see the the one of the most interesting part for me was seeing Darkseid. Actually, seeing him, he's not that bad in terms of the way they constructed him. I don't really, really want to say it's the definitive Darkseid that I would have preferred, but it's it was close enough to the point where I could say, okay, they didn't butcher this. They didn't make it terrible. Like Stephen Wolf, he's butchered. He looks terrible. He's not exactly what Stephen Wolf should look like anywhere near what the comics gave us. But Darkseid, not too bad. And then I loved the fact that he had the two henchmen behind him, Dasad and Granny. These two are cold-ass assassins. One of the cool things about Darkseid, a lot of people don't know, is he has an elite group of fighters behind him. They all have specialist training. For example, Dasad, he's one of the go-to guys in terms of torturing enemies you know dark side relies on him to uh, torture a lot of the enemies to get information from so he's a specialist at that granny is one of the most important you know person for dark side because she trains a lot of their soldiers for example the furies you know the bunch of uh women assassins they're trained by her she's one is the one that trains these people to go out there and fight for dark side so a very, very important character. To see those two, hey, you know what? Good. At least you got something right. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to give him credit where it's due. But I, from what I'm hearing, that's just going to be a little tiny part in the movie. It's not going to be a huge part of the movie. Stephen Wolf's going to be the main villain in there. And they're going to show more of him. So I don't have a whole lot of hope for this movie. I, you know, I, I sound bitter. I sound like I'm a hater. I'm not, I'm just disappointed and I'm 
you know, really, really unhappy with the direction they went. And all of, you know, I know some Marvel fanboys are probably like, you know, yeah, you know, good for them. I hope they crash and burn. I don't know. I mean, I, I think having healthy competition from DC to Marvel is great for us because we're going to get good content from both sides. They're going to just push the, you know, the boundaries for each other and say, hey, you did it this way. Okay, we're going to do it this way. We're going to, you know, push you and do something better. I think it's great if you have both comic companies, you know, doing well. So it's for me, because I'm a fan of all of these things. It's sad to see the state that DC's in, in their movie division. You look at their animation department. They've been killing it for years. And that's the part that drives me nuts is you have this animation department that's been making animated movies for years good ones classic ones way better than anything marvel's done and you don't go and get those guys's opinions you don't go and use some of those storylines and bring it into it you don't even get the costumes the looks and put that into the movies i mean that's an embarrassment of understanding how the dc universe is if I'm Zack Snyder, and if I was Zack Snyder back then, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be siphoning information from these guys and build the universe the way they built that animation studio because the animation department has been killing it for a long time, and I can't stress that enough. So that's what was a disappointing part about it. So now going forward, I'm hoping that Warner Brothers has learned their lesson. They've booted out Zack Snyder. The person that I would love to see running the helm would be patty jenkins that is my go-to person i think that warner brothers need to go and rack up the brinks truck drop some money to her and say you are going to lead us into the next couple of years and how to get dc universe going i think given the right tools given the freedom to bring in the director she thinks are going to be prosperous she could be the next kevin feige i don't know if you're going to can ever be the next Kevin Feige because he's obviously special and the way he thinks and puts things together is amazing and never been done before. But I think if you want a close second, Patty Jenkins has that ability and the skill sets to do it. Um, March. So when the movie drops in March, uh, I guess we'll get to see four hours of this nonsense. But, um, you know, if it makes people happy, the fanboys happy, good for them. But uh, I have had my take on it. I've said what I have to say. We'll see what happens on March 18th. I will do, um, once I watch the actual four hours of this, I will do a talk about it. Give my honest opinion on it. I'm not going to sound hateful, but I will give my honest opinion on it and see what happened. And, you know, maybe Patty Jenkins can take some of this and move it, move it into the next universe uh, or next phase of DC. And we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah. That's my take on it. Our next topic is about the WWE and the AEW figures that have been coming and coming in hard. And if you know if you are on the fence about collecting these wrestling figures, I definitely implore you to start collecting some of these characters. You know, Mattel has been on fire dropping in some of these old school characters. Like they just announced a Macho Man character, which looks amazing in the Ultimate line. For me, I didn't think I was going to get into wrestling collecting because it's something that I was like, ah, I don't need to collect this. I've got enough lines that I'm already collecting. But seeing the, the, the articulation, seeing the actual face sculpting and the nostalgic of bringing someone like Macho Man back into the fold, it just got me so excited. 
because growing up, you know, a lot of kids loved wrestling. There were so many great characters back then. So for seeing them, you know, bringing this new look and accessories that some of the ultimate line Mattel has, it looks crazy good. And I'm in. They sold me on it. I'm in. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm I'm gonna get, I'm gonna pick and choose a lot of these characters because not every wrestling character I like. So I'm gonna be picking and choosing. There's gonna be a bunch that I do like. For example, Bret Diamond Hart, The Rock. These guys I need to get, and some of them are expensive now because they've discontinued the line, so they've gone up in price, but I have to get them. And there are only one or two of these guys that I need to really get because I was able to find a bunch of them. Like I was able to find Hogan, John Cena I was able to get. So some of the main characters I was able to quickly get. On the AEW side of things, however, the new the line just came recently, dropping Wave 1 and 2 just dropped recently, and they are impossible to get. They are so difficult. I have not seen them once in any of the stores in my area. No Walmart, no Toys R Us, nothing. And I do live in you know Vancouver, Canada area, so you do have Toys R Us, and I got five of them around me, and I haven't seen nothing. So AEW has been very difficult to get. I think they need to ramp up production because they weren't expecting this much of a you know following, and AEW is just blown up. And for those of you who don't know AEW, they are on Wednesday nights, and they are basically wcw of today's era but much more than that you know they're backed up by a billionaire the Khan family who own the jacksonville jaguars uh their son is he's running aew and one of the main characters is jericho who has been nothing but phenomenal jericho is a hall of famer one of the greatest wrestlers and entertainers you're going to see in the last 20 30 years he is amazing he's carrying that that whole program on his shoulders but They've been really good at developing new characters. So they've developed a quite a good characters. MJF is a great character. Uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. So I'm looking forward to seeing these because if I can find them, I'll definitely pick them up. But I can't seem to find anything. But if you are on the fence of deciding if you want to get these figures or get into this line, look, if you're a fan of the old school wrestling, go get them. Go get them now because they're just going to get harder and harder to get, especially the Ultimates. Really look at the Ultimate line and the uh, Elite line. They're the top tier lines for Mattel. They come with a lot of articulation and a lot of accessories. So definitely look into that. And I implore you to, if you're any of a, you know, in terms of looking for old characters, go get them now because they're just going to get more expensive. If you're a fan of AEW, definitely go hunt these down because I think once Wave 1 and 2 goes away, the hype is only going to get bigger and bigger. AEW is getting better and better every month and it's only going to get bigger because there's a lot of following now they're doing a lot of things that wwe isn't isn't doing so a lot of fans are gravitating towards them and their fan base is getting bigger every year their ratings are going up higher every year i got friends who are avid wrestling fans and have seen the growth and are are noticing and they're predicting that's going to get bigger and bigger so my advice to you if you're a wrestling fan or a fan of good entertainment go pick these characters up from wwe and from aew you're not going to be disappointed and woo! our final topic today is going to be about super mario 3d world bowser's fury now full disclosure i haven't played a nintendo mario game in over a year and a half i want to say the last time i played was a mario kart deluxe with my kids you know, a few months ago, I decided to get my own Switch because I bought multiple Switches for my family, and I don't seem to ever get the game uh, or the controllers or anything. That they all, you know, my kids are all playing it, and 
I never see it. So I went and picked up a Nintendo Switch Lite. And while I was picking that up, I pre-ordered this game. I got a call over the weekend, picked it up. And I am enjoying this. Like, it's a fun game to play. There's so much to do. I, I am enjoying this game. I played it for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, for me, I understand there's a lot of people out there complaining to, about Nintendo bringing this game out because it came out seven, eight years ago for the Wii. But I, I get what they're saying, that this is essentially the same game. But I also look at it from my standpoint of view is I never owned a Wii, you know, so getting it for the Switch, this is a new game to me. It's a complete new game to me. I never played the old one. So that came out almost a decade ago. I think it's okay for Nintendo to bring out a classic game, you know, 10 years later almost. it's To me, it's fine. And it's not like they just gave you the same game. They added a feature in there, which we'll talk about in a second. So for me, this is fine. I, I'm happy with this. I'm glad they brought it back for people like me who missed it. So it gives me a chance to play it. Now, there's also been, you know, reports out there that it tweaked some of the mechanics of how the characters move in the game, so it's a little bit more fluid. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've been hearing about it on the internet that there's some small little tweaks. So someone who's maybe, an, you know, an avid hardcore fan might recognize that. For me, I, I don't know, I've never played this game, but, you know, there's so many cool features in this game that I, you know, ex are exploring for the first time. You know, a couple of them are like, for example, the Super Bell, where you turn into a cat, essentially pounce on your enemies and scale the wall. Now, that power-up changes the dynamic of how you finish a level, because now you have access to, you know, these abilities where it can change the way you go get coins or hidden areas that were hard to jump to. So I love that. And then my favorite by far is the big mushroom where you turn into this jumbo-sized Mario and you're just running down the stage and just plowing through everything, destroying everything, and nothing can hurt you, Invincible. I don't know if they've done this before, but I really wish they made a side mission where you had a timer and you're basically jumbo Mario and you're going to run through a gauntlet to get to the end before the time runs out. I think that would be awesome if Nintendo did that. It'd be so much fun to do that as a side mission. Speaking of side missions... They do have the Toad side mission, which spun off to its own game back then. So that was fun because it's problem solving a little bit. And, you know, it's Toad. It's cute. It's fun. I didn't mind that. I love side missions in the games because it gives you more. And I love the fact that you don't have to finish if you don't want to, to continue the story. So it's not pushed, you know, to you to do that. It's not pressuring you to do the stuff to get to the next level. So I love that. The other thing that was that. I didn't like that much was this power-up called the cherry so you get the cherry and essentially multiplies and duplicates your character and up to five duplicates i found that a little annoying because they move extinct to what you do and sometimes if they fall off or they fall behind you'd have to kind of gather them up so i, I didn't like it i understand there are some missions that you needed them to basically sit on two um weight levers or something you want to call it so i get why they did that but i just thought it was kind of gimmicky and wasn't something that was interesting to me the other power-ups that i mentioned were so much cooler then you get into bowser's fury part so you finish the 3d world and then you get into this add-on thing that they put into this game 
And this is where the game takes off. This is what this game is all about. This is why I can tell you to go and pick this game up. This alone, it changes the game. It basically flips it. And it's so freaking cool. You know, Bowser's got this black gooey substance that's kind of encapsulating this lake called Lap Cat. And it's a true 3D environment where you can actually freely move around. And there's no load times. It's instant. It changes the game in a massive way. You know, you can go around any way you want. It's got rain coming down. It's got this darkness to it. It really is fun. And then you got this epic fight scenes where you're this massive King Kong versus Godzilla type of fight. You got this Jumbo Mario versus Jumbo Bowser and you're just battling it out. It's phenomenal. And that to me is the reason why I recommend anyone who's on the fence of picking this game up, go get it. You're going to love it. So with that, you know, my verdict on this game, I would, you know, I would highly recommend everyone to pick it up. I had a blast playing it. Um, I want to play with my kids, get them to play. Maybe I'll get it back someday, but I'm going to finish it before I give it to them. Because if I give it to them now, I'm not going to be able to um, get that game back. But highly recommended. Great. And if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast today, please go and visit us on the social media platforms on IG and Twitter at AstonishingNR. I would love to hear your feedback on if you've played this game if you haven't are you going to pick it up love to hear that so thank you for listening today and we'll see you next week on episode five take care